0: As for, like, hopefulness, the, the, the plague book, yeah, is, is, way <laughs> way, <laughs> is way closer to that.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Stirling Spill Library's podcast, All Booked, where we
2: talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Chasley is bringing back to us an annual tradition. It is yes. the famous 23 books in 2023. This is the holiday I look forward to. Yes.
0: <laughs> so I'm bringing you 23 books for 2023, all books that were released in this year, which is what I've done in years past. But th- those years, like I planned ahead. <laughs> and so Leslie mentioned this like last week and she Sorry. asked if I wanted to do this. No, it is not your fault. It is mine. I should have put it in my calendar. But I had this moment of panic that I wouldn't have read enough new releases to actually mm-hmm. do it. You know how many I read? 34. 34. Which, okay. <laughs> so
2: here's the other thing I was thinking as we were getting ready for this podcast is the problem with it is you're only going to have more books to read worse. each year Year, until we get better? to 2,100.
1: <laughs> 2,100. When she's here in the year, zero. 2,100. <laughs> right. yeah, I That's read that, zero but I'm books. reading zero um, I will recommend zero, and I have read zero. And this is one of those fun things. No matter where you go in your life, we can track you down, and we could do a <laughs> podcast about You could do this forever. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it posthumously as well. We'll figure <laughs> out.
0: Figure out what would, what would Chesley have read this year. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think that what made it easier is that since, or what makes it pretty easy for me is that since all of our new book section is right there in the front, I'm always yeah. walking back and forth. And so when I'm like, oh, well, I'm about to finish this book and then I can pick up six more and it's all from that area because <laughs> I don't have to go back and like search the rest of the stack. Yeah. And you
2: know, I do know some patrons who've admitted that they never make it further than the new book section. That, I our mean, library. that works so
1: for you, stuff. that's perfect. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's really good for browsing and it everything just... is like shiny and new and has that new book smell still. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, and I swear I that's different right. book publishers like game for their covers it just keeps getting better. They're going to get to the point where there's just full on like masterpieces on the like and you're just like, everything is too beautiful. Yeah, something I, I want don't. to frame and put on my wall. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, chance. <laughs> Book
2: cover
0: gallery. Are, so I are you
1: doing that. this in any particular order? Chronologically? Um, so order I sort of it liked- according to genre. I have okay. six
0: genres that I read from, but the genres and within the genres, there's an, it's just chaos.
1: Okay, perfect. Okay,
0: cool. So I will tell you that I did read a lot of romance this year, which I enjoyed, mm-hmm. And but I liked the science fiction books that I read the most and the literary slash mainstream fiction the least. So maybe that mm-hmm. should inform
1: my future. It's like reading. your Spotify rap. It <laughs> is. This is, this is.
0: This is my Spotify rap. (laughs) So
1: starting off with romance,
0: The Good Part by Sophie Cousins Mm -hmm. is this hopeful and life affirming story. Lucy makes a wish to skip to the good part of her life. And all of a sudden, she's skipped 16 years into the future and can't remember anything in between. So she doesn't remember meeting her husband, having children, how to take care of her children, how to do her successful career that she has. And so after she's kind of in this for a while, she has to decide whether to go back and live all the years in between or just stay where she is. But if she goes back, then this future that she's seen isn't guaranteed. I mean, like, that is a great story. But what makes it hilarious is that she is like this person who is all of a sudden in her... Forties, And she has a 40-year-old's body and has to, like, em- emotionally and mentally deal with that, which is not funny.
1: I can imagine coming from, like, your, your mid to late 20s to 40s with nothing in between would also be, like, jarring. Very,
0: yes. I mean, like, even your face teaches so much in that time. Yeah. Business or Pleasure by Rachel Lynn Solomon has some of the funniest spicy scenes I have ever read. The main dude is terrible in bed, and she gives him lessons to help him improve. And that's I, the whole plot. I never
2: thought... I read that. And it was... Very good. <laughs> I never thought I would hear funny and spicy together. It was great. So was it great. not awkward? It, it was. was super awkward. Oh, yeah, but in, but like in a, a way that's so relatable. Uh, yeah,
0: and so funny. Like yeah. she does a really good job of not making it like feel like oh I hate reading this. Instead, yeah. you're just laughing out loud through the
2: whole
1: thing. And like the it's so nice because it's the thing that you never get in real life. Sorry, all the people out there. Sorry, <laughs> 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 And I'm about to insult where someone goes like hey. I... I actually didn't enjoy that. And instead of being like, he was just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I thought we were doing good. I apologize. I didn't, I I would like to know how to improve. Like he talks to other people who used to date to like be like, oh, this is a consensus. Other people (laughs) also were like, and part of it is there's a reason too. Like he's not, it's not like he slept with a thousand women and they're all, he slept with a handful of people. So it's not like he had a bunch of chances to get reviews. So it's not a a wide sample. Yes. <laughs> but it was just really cute and like it, it was so nice because he was just a nice person like there's all these romances out there where people are so mean and like angry and toxic and like he was just like I just honestly want everyone to have a good time. And if I have to go to school for that, I'll do it. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> and it was adorable and it sweet. It was super adorable. Yeah. I
0: liked that so much. I had hesitated to pick it up because, I mean, I mean, the title and the cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, then I'd heard that it was so funny and I was like, I mm-hmm. absolutely Very have sweet. to read this. A uh, different tack on that. The Lady's Guide to Scandal by Sophie Irwin. So uh, this is Scandal in the Victorian sense. Uh, <laughs> she dances with a guy before her year of mourning has passed. Oh my it gosh. is sometimes. Unchaperoned. But if you love that era, that time period, you will love this story. It was so very cute. <laughs> the Burnout by Sophie Kinsella. I don't have to, like, sell a Sophie Kinsella book too hard, yeah. but the main character has a bit of a freakout, runs straight into a brick wall, and is sort of forced to take time
2: off work and get a herself literal to A literal brick wall? A literal oh. brick wall. <laughs> yeah. um, That's about my level of dexterity.
0: <laughs> so funny. The whole book is so funny. has, like, a little mystery woven through mm-hmm. and has the perfect ending. I. It's just... It was very, very good. Very good on audio, too, because it has a little bit of that accent in there. Mm. The Year of Second Chances by Lara Avery is sad. Her husband was terminally ill and set her up with an online dating service that would activate a year after his death. So, but, like, and you, like, I picked that one up, too, and I was like, oh, I don't want to read this. But I was like, oh, I might as well just start it and see how (laughs) it goes. Uh, But, no, it was so good and so sweet, and it is not, like, There's not like a surprise ending. It's just like you can see it coming with like that slow, perfect build to it. Mm -hmm. Very, very well done story. Yours truly by Abby Jimenez, one of my favorites. I do like Abby Jimenez. She's so good. If you like books with smart, successful characters, this is the book to read. The two main characters are doctors at the same hospital who get to know each other by exchanging letters. It's hilarious. And the man doctor is one of the most truly lovable male characters ever written. Like we were talking about the other guy. I like this guy even better. He's just a kind person Mm -hmm. that just and it informs everything that he does last in the romance category hello stranger by catherine center one of the characters is a portrait artist who temporarily has face blindness very inconvenient oh no (laughs) (laughs) but weirdly what really stuck with me about the book was the afterword catherine center talks about how romance often gets this bad reputation for lots of reasons but she says there's a driving emotion behind all genre fiction for mystery it could be anticipation for sci-fi curiosity for fantasy wonder But for romance, it's hope. In books and in the world, women like to know that things are going to turn out good for everybody. And genre fiction has a lot of murdered young women, usually young blonde women. And so romance is one of the few places that we can go for fiction that is the majority of it is empathetic and joyful and and hopeful.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, this year I've been really listening to author's notes when they're available and stuff. And I've Kind of enjoyed hearing that extra bit of insight about mm-hmm. the story and what shaped it. So, yes. And I like to to hear like, you know, like that, that, like a little glimpse of like their personal lives, like mm-hmm.
0: how this started or where they are or what they're doing next. I just I, I think that in like the, the social media world, especially like getting that glimpse into somebody's life is just it's very appealing. All right, next is literary slash mainstream fiction. Amazing Grace Adams by Fran Littlewood. This one had great reviews, but I, I didn't really care for it. It's probably because bad things happen to children. And if it had happened earlier in the book, I would have known not to bother finishing it. The Summer of Songbirds by Christy Woodson Harvey also has good reviews. It's about kids who come together at their summer camp and then grow up and go their separate ways. And it was fine, it could use some aliens. <laughs> um, American Mermaid by Julia Langbein did you guys read this one? Mm-mm. no okay I think that, that I, I I thought hey Leslie's probably read this one because it's super weird okay uh, that a, is very much my,
2: up my alley right
0: there you go a high school teacher sells her feminist mermaid novel to a movie production company and so you get the story of the novel within the novel and then there's this question about where the lines of reality and fiction are and whether or not they're truly distinct
2: oh I like that kind of stuff Ooh. I'll have to add that to my list The
0: Covenant of Water by Abraham Verghese I love Abraham yeah for geese i think this novel could have used a lot of editing (laughs) (laughs) it's a long long novel novel. (laughs) my favorite book of his is actually my own country which is his memoir about being a physician in the early days of days of the aids epidemic it is a hard book to read but it is unforgettable i last read it over 20 years ago, and I still think of it on a fairly regular basis, It was it's amazing. Last in the literary slash mainstream fiction category, really good, actually, by Monica Heisey. I laughed all the way through this book. The main character is not likable, but she is lovable. And this is by far my favorite in that, this category. Fantasy! Yay!
2: <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: Thorn oh, Hedge okay. by T. Kingfisher. A twist on a lot of fairy tales. It's a very short book, and it's really lovely. Uh, I think it would make a fantastic Christmas present. I'll tell you that as soon as I finished it, I looked up the author and put more of their books on hold.
2: Um, I, just... I like her work as yes. well. Yes. So. It's mm-hmm. so
0: good. The Miniscule Mansion of Myra Malone by Audrey <laughs> Burgess. There's this tiny house that's like a dollhouse, but it has like some magical influence, which sounds really lame, but it was actually really well done. Very mm-hmm. very interesting. A different kind of fantasy than what you usually see. Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Everyone's read this one, so we don't have to talk about it. That's never. right. <laughs> Did you like it? Yes or no i i still just don't know like i'm cool with there being dragons i found it very weird and kind of awkward that it reads like a ya book and yeah. then suddenly there's all this like confusing very explicit scenes yes like, that,
1: that is something that's been really hard for me with romanticity because they read like ya but then people are like what if a lot of sex and I think a lot of that it has roots in fan fiction. Yeah. That yeah. tends towards very like young writers mm-hmm. who are very extreme in what they're writing about. It
2: doesn't have the same grit as like Game of Thrones and some of those. Like yeah. it's I mean that's
1: fine with me. I don't want to read Game of Thrones. No. <laughs> but but it is weird the pacing, like the way people act, like that's all very YA and then they're like Five pages of boning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, and I think that if I was like, say, 20 and reading this book, I don't think I would have even noticed, honestly. But it's the fact yeah. that I'm 40 and I'm reading this and
1: and like, stuff. Right. And that you've read other fantasy as well. So yes. you can tell the difference between like YA fantasy and like just general genre fantasy. My right. struggle has been I want to shake the main characters and be like, impulse control, come on. <laughs> oh my God. Keep it together, kids. Um,
0: Also, (laughs) something you don't think until you were much, much older than me. (laughs) Yes. Last in the fantasy category is Cassandra in Reverse by Holly Small. It is one of the more unique books I've read. The main character is neurodivergent, and her view of the world is like nothing I've read before. She loses her boyfriend, her job, and her apartment all in one day, then discovers she can time travel just enough to experience that all over again. Oh, (laughs)
2: good. (laughs) Um,
0: no, she makes like little changes and she's trying to figure out if she goes through like the life that she wants and the person that she wants to be. And but like everything through like her very own unique perspective. Mm-hmm. Very good. I'm definitely going to be rereading that one. Okay. Now we move on to science fiction, Yay. The Future by Naomi Alderman. I love Naomi Alderman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this one though, except to ask what you think would happen if like some tech nerds with very pure good intentions took control of the entire world it's
2: not oh no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not hard there's like there's a couple of big twists it's not hard to see any of them coming but it, honestly it really doesn't make it any less satisfying mm-hmm. it has it's just so good you should definitely read it oh no you should definitely read this one too the (laughs) deep sky by Yume Kitase so only women astronauts get sent on a generational starship because we've mastered light speed travel but not artificial wombs so one of their jobs is to use the sperm on board to produce the next generation for their starship but they also have this augmented reality system so they're stuck in this ship for their entire lives but they can program it to be anything they can imagine until something goes wrong with their augmented reality system Oh, no. (laughs) That was so cool. Like, honestly, every part of it was really, really cool. And the fact that, like, all of the entire characters in the book are women is also very neat a very different kind of perspective Nonfiction: pathogenesis a history of the world in eight plagues by Jonathan Kennedy I could not put this book down and that is a weird thing to say about a book on plagues but it is true I stayed up too late I hid from the children I quoted passages to my very patient family and friends there was so much really fascinating history and so many interesting ideas here The country of the blind which our co-worker Jake recommended to me this is a memoir that Andrew Leland is writing about his experience of going blind mm-hmm. but that sounds really depressing and this, it is, it isn't. He does a lot of research. He meets a lot of people. In a way, it's more like a book that's about, like, the 20th century history of blindness, including all the things that blind people have contributed to the world, like audiobooks. Uh, Saving Time, Discovering a Life Beyond the Clock by Jenny O'Dell. Basically, if you're chronically tired, colonialism and capitalism design the system to work that way. We work <laughs> primarily for the benefit of people who are not us. So she hits on, like, intersections of race, queerness, and disability, but not in any, like, particularly, like, hopeful or instructive way. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Very informative, but it is not a book that will like leave you in a happy go lucky mood. <laughs> it's saving
1: time, but we're not we're not telling you how to do that. Right, we're telling yeah, we're you telling why you can't. Why you can't? <laughs> yeah, no. Um,
0: as for like hopefulness, the the, the plague book, yeah, is, is, way way, plague. is way closer to that. Yeah. So my last category is mystery. Mm-hmm. Cutting Teeth by Chandler Baker. One of the weirder books I've read this year. There's an epidemic at a local preschool. The children are craving blood. So what do these upper middle class parents do for their precious offspring? They feed them, of course. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't save the best for last, but I did save a really good one for last. It's called A Most Agreeable Murder. Beatrice Steele is obsessed with murder, but it's Victorian England, long before the age of the true crime podcast. So she reads the newspaper's accounts of a local detective in his cases until she has an opportunity to solve a murder herself. It's very punny. At one point, her mother says, ah, oh, but money heals all wounds. And Beatrice says, truly, it's time. Time heals all wounds. And her mother says, that doesn't sound right. I'm sure it's money. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most delightful books I've read this year. I'm going to be tracking down everything else that she's ever written.
1: So that great. one is, what was that one called? A Most Agreeable Murder. A Most Agreeable Murder. By Julia Seals. I do like the idea that someone has the true crime, like, obsession, but also true crime doesn't exist yet. Right? Yes. So they're just like, ooh, I'm going to read those newspapers every day. It may actually, like, I
0: don't know what year exactly it's set, but it may predate, like, Mystery, the genre itself, and so it's just all she's got is real life to go on.
1: (laughs) It's definitely the same. I feel like it's like the same time as a lot of that was was happening. At least, so it was. It was at least popular. People wanted to know how detectives detect. How
0: detectives detect
1: so generally overall i know you read more than this what was your perspective on our 2023 books
0: I, I really feel like there was a lot of really inventive stuff that came out this yeah. year like in, in past years i feel like i've read a lot of books and i was like okay well like half of these are the same but mm-hmm. it's not had, that was not this year man everything i came across i felt was either a, like a very particular interesting twist on like the regular tropes or was Mm -hmm. just something so completely out of left field that I never would have seen it coming
1: that's cool especially some of the ones you described sound really sounded really interesting and like different in a way that I think a lot of time if you get stuck reading like a certain genre and you don't have someone to like kind of show you new things you can be like "Eh, all books are kind of the same
2: So you mentioned one that you thought would make a good gift, and I think that was the T Kingfisher one. Were there yes. any others that you think would make particularly good gifts?
0: Well, the T Kingfisher one, honestly, my thought was, hey, this would fit in a stocking. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that if you have somebody in your life who you don't exactly know what they want out of a book, The Burnout by Sophie Kinsella would be a really like like sturdy choice because it is a romance, but that's not. It doesn't. It's like two thirds of the book is just her figuring out her own crap, and it is all very funny. and so Was I Was that think, the one that
1: you said had a little mystery in it as well? Yes, yes. There a we little go. Mystery, something. Got a little of everything. Yeah, it's great.
0: <laughs> if you know that somebody likes nonfiction memoirs, The Country of the Blind is probably a good choice. You probably don't go on and give people like a plague book unless they like really like plague unless books. Unless you know
1: that they're into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: but The Country of the Blind I think has a, a very wide appeal. Like it just, yeah. it, it's a very easy read to get into and is fascinating.
1: I like that it's also like, as far as you said, pretty positive, not positive, but not as sad as you think it would be.
0: Yes. A lot of it is more like, hey, let's look at the world and see like why these things have happened. And Mm -hmm. also like looking forward, like how hopeful it is that we have made such progress. Like, yeah. the vast majority of these things he's talking about are diseases that don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, not just rare, but are just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and either that's because we have survived them and the only ones who are left are the survivors. Or that, you know, science has progressed so far that we we have hope if something really bad happens. I and mean, mm-hmm. Imagine, like, how quickly we had a COVID vaccine after COVID was first noticed. I mean, that's, that's mind-blowing. Yeah. And for, I mean, for the future, honestly, all we have is is hope that we're going to be able to do that again the mm-hmm. next time something comes around.
1: Yeah. Like, imagine tra- traveling 100 years back in time and being like, oh, yeah, there was a worldwide, like, disease that hit and a lot of people, like, got sick and passed away. We found the vaccine for it and, like, uh like a year, we were we were distributing it to yeah. to people, and they would be like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> a, a
0: vaccine is what?" Now? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, my kids were watching a TV show where a kid had had chickenpox, and of course, they have the chickenpox vaccine now. My kids will never experience. that. They're like, "What's that? What? What is? Yeah, why are to they about. all dotted? <laughs> <laughs> why does he have the polka dots?" But yeah, it was really cool too, like talking about the history of like agriculture and how you know people's diets were so v- a lot more varied when we were mm-hmm. hunter gatherers, but when we started doing agriculture and we started having like farm animals that introduced us to a whole new line of pathogens. And how if we were still hunter gatherers, hey, you may be better <laughs> off. No, just kidding.
2: <laughs> so what do you what are you looking forward to either next year or what have you added for, to your list to read list for the until the end of the year? We still have a month. I, I know.
0: I? I think by the end of next year, there's a new Louise Penny book coming out, oh. which is always something I look forward to, especially because often when it, it does, if I plan myself well enough ahead, I can reread on audio. The entire series, the Armand Gamache Gama series, until
2: we you get read to the it. whole series I have before. Several times, <gasps> I've yes. only done that for Harry Potter. Oh my
0: gosh! Yes. There's like twenty books. There's Jess, like, like twenty <laughs> books. I know, but and sometimes I will skip the ones I don't like as much. But I like yeah. to at least you know, like at least a few of the past ones, so that mm-hmm. I can get back into where we into are. Into the feeling. But, yeah. yeah. But no, I mean they're so good. I could listen to them all
1: over. I time. did. I did really like Inspector Gamache. I never got past the first one just because it's very intimidating, <laughs> <laughs> but. But that one's also a good one to recommend to people because it's also it's a mystery that's really interesting. It has like interesting characters, but it's not bloody and gory. And a lot of people have been coming into the library asking for mysteries, but wanting more of the knives out. Agatha Christie, like that kind of mystery and less of the I stabbed her 39 times in the stomach (laughs) and she bled everywhere. And these
0: are the actual details of what the knife looked like. I hate that.
1: Yeah. And you're like, cool. (laughs) An incredibly violent scene. And then just like weirdly specific or the ones that i hate this is a tangent now but (laughs) i have learned that i hate narrators that aren't reliable mostly because it feels like a way for the author to be like ha ha i gotcha (laughs) and you're like it's not a fun mystery if there's no way for me to guess because you're just gonna come out of left field and be like it was all a lie she was imagining things so the real killer is this person she didn't even know existed and you're like Okay, (laughs) that's why I like unreliable
2: narrators for just fiction. Like nothing plot driven is going on. You're just trying to figure
1: out life, while
2: the poor narrator is also trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, that is is better
1: than like having a goal, which is to figure out who (laughs) done it. Do you purposely like look? I mean, other than like walking past the new books, I know you read a lot of audiobooks too. Do you just like? cover shop and then look for audiobook versions of them? Or how do you do this? I, I, do, I do that a lot, yes, cover, okay. uh,
0: and, or if, like, when the new releases are, like, coming out, like, hey, this is what's coming out next month, I'll put it on hold, or put it on my to-read list, oh. and then once I get to it, I will look for it on audio, because usually sometimes the audio is a little bit later. Yeah. And honestly, if I put something on hold, by the time it gets down to me in the holds list, often enough the audio's available. <laughs> I'll also go on, like, our Overdrive or our Boundless and I'll look for, like, the new releases, like, the, have mm-hmm. Stuff that is just added, and I'll add that into. Okay.
2: Yeah, uh, I sort by publication date publication or release date, date mm-hmm. and do
1: available now because I'm very impatient. <laughs> Me too. If I um, put it on hold, I'm going to be in a whole different mood by the time it comes in.
0: Also, you know, like being librarians, I hear you guys talk about stuff all the time, and I'm like, oh, I need that.
1: <laughs> write that down. <laughs> uh, there's always though
0: some people that like that I am keeping an eye out for. Like, yeah, Disney, I'm always looking for Naomi Alderman. Like, I have like a an alert thing. So an alert, alert. <laughs> when she has coming up with a new thing, I want it
1: that's how i get i get emails about becky chambers
0: oh yes skill becky chambers emails yeah. i reread one of her books this year because mm-hmm. i was like i just i need you i need and to be there i need to be there i didn't have to i needed it i also have sophie irwin abby jimenez and catherine center all on mm-hmm. the that
1: so. makes sense i like abby jimenez too i'm excited for 2024 yeah I don't want to jump ahead, but I'm just like, what's going to come out that Chazzy will like? I don't right. know. Who knows? I don't know yet either. Stay tuned, I guess. <laughs> and you didn't even include any picture books. I didn't. No picture books and no kids books at
0: all. I should do another one. I could probably come up with 2023 20 yeah. <laughs> There are uh,
2: a lot of good ones of those, too. All right. Well, thank you so much for giving us a good rundown of 2023. Thank you. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye.